to another edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host, here with your co-host, Chris, the fantasy expert. And in today's show, after a quick piece of news, we'll get into our wide receiver rankings positional preview for the 2020 season. And the reason I'm acting so excited right now is because wide receivers is where Chris and I disagree the most. We have so many rankings that are completely different. We're going to have so many fun debates on the show today. And best of all, better sound quality. Uh, our Wi-Fi is back to normal, and so you won't be hearing those. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be hearing those glitch noises that you heard last week. And um, Chris, I'm very excited to be here. Uh, we were talking about before the show how I got like that rush of adrenaline just before the podcast, knowing that this is going to be a really, really good episode. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. I'm excited, excited to beat Calvin in some more debates. So uh, that's that's going to be the highlight of the episode, I think. Wait, so that's never happened before. So you're excited for a, um, a possible first? Well, Kevin, do you remember Drew Brees? Do you remember, uh, wait, <laughs> Kenyon Drake? I said after a moment of uh, thinking about that one. That wasn't a huge debate. Kenyon, not as big as Drew Brees was. And I won okay. Drew Well, I, I, I conceded Drew Brees very early in the offseason. I think, I, I think that by the end of the, I, that by the, uh, and uh, or by the start of the fantasy season, you'll have come to ra- around to uh, Darius Slayton, and, and I will have won that debate. Okay, well, wait, Chris, remember what Christopher Harris said last week about how you can't really make projections until August? Oh, wait, then wait, why are we even doing this show? Never mind. I mean, the reason, I mean, we're doing our projection shows in July, so he doesn't make his projections till August. We make them till July, and uh, I mean, but... It, Christopher Harris was an awesome guest last week. Shout out to him for getting us tons of new downloads with his uh, retweet. You can follow us on Twitter at SGFpod. We got many new followers. I think we got, wait, what was the final total of downloads? I mean, it wasn't all on this episode, but between, for, for this whole week, I think we got 134, which is like double our, mm-hmm. a, a good a total for us that is like good. Usually like 65 is pretty good for us but like 134 is what we got and we got uh like 12 new twitter followers or something it was great and um shout out to christopher harris for being a great guest and for retweeting our show so we'll Mm -hmm. get started and we've got a quick piece of news before we get into our wide receivers um the news piece of news is the nfl announced a three-week injured reserve stint for players who test positive for coronavirus and i think this has a huge fantasy impact chris because it's not like you have most players aren't like necessarily high risk for COVID. Like there's not many, I wouldn't say there's very many NFL players who have like respiratory problems, although I don't know exactly. But like, I think this is going to be interesting because it might just be like a random selection of players that you can't really predict who suddenly go on the IR for three weeks. Yeah. I mean, this is huge because it could totally change the fantasy outlook. I mean, one diagnosis with the diagnosis with the uh, coronavirus that could spread not only to the player you have, but if you have other players from that team, say you have a quarterback wide receiver combo, they could both get it. And just because it's such a long period, three weeks, I mean, without one of your best players, that can be a huge hit to your fantasy team. I mean, that could lead to three losses in a row. So it's just, it's going to have a ton of impacts. And I mean, every week we're going to probably, if this coronavirus continues the way it's been going lately, we're going to have a IR kind of news every single week, probably for maybe a few fantasy players. Yeah, I agree. I think if if it definitely continues the way it's been trending, uh, and like the NBA has had a ton of cases too. The NFL is obviously very high contact. So there might be some new cases that are showing up very soon, unfortunately. So it's going to be a crazy fantasy season. The NFL is also looking into a plan that would allow players to opt out of the season. I don't know if this means they have to get a medical exemption to do that, but 
if they if they don't, it could be pretty crazy to see. Um, and I've obviously I res- completely respect any decision to opt out, but for fantasy purposes, it be it will be maybe a lot of little known guys stepping up for fantasy teams this year. And we'll keep mm-hmm. you guys all posted on that um, during throughout the season and c- coming up to the season. What's going on? We'll keep you posted on what's going on. Training camp is slated to start on time, so the players will have some time to ramp it up. Although preseason is the preseason is shortened from four to two games. So we will get started with our wide receiver preview now. And, uh, I mean, fortunately for fantasy players, but unfortunately really for, I mean, our show debates at the top, the running back, quarterback, and wide receiver positions have each clearly had a top guy, um, Mm -hmm. the number one guy at that position. And the wide receiver one for wide receivers in half PPR, in standard leagues, in full PPR, we cover half PPR, and that's the ideal league, I would say. Um, The number one is clearly Michael Thomas. Yeah, it's got to be Michael Thomas. I mean, it's not he's not necessarily the most talented. I mean, he very well could be the most talented guy, but he's in such a good situation too. Drew Brees looks to him over a – I think he's by far the most targeted receiver on the Saints. I think he gets over a quarter of the targets or maybe even over a third of the targets on that team. And he's really good in the red zone. He does not get any drops, so Drew Brees has total trust in him. That leads to him getting more and more targets, and he just put up so many fantasy points last year. You can't – there's no other way to put it other than that he's the uh, number one fantasy wide receiver next year. Yeah, Michael Thomas uh, easily – not easily, but he beat Marvin Harrison's reception record, and then I believe he beat his own record after that. I mean, Drew Brees just looks to him so much. He was like mm-hmm. 75 half PPR points ahead of any other wide receiver last year. So I think it's pretty clear he's the number one. And uh, this is where it sort of gets tough because number two through like number seven, or you can even argue eight or nine, maybe numbers through number seven, they're just a big like – there's a clump of guys. It's just you have to figure out where you're going to rank them. But in general, most people kind of have these same maybe seven guys, I think. Yeah, like the number two guy could be ranked at like number seven and then vice versa. So it's difficult to rank them. But Chris, do we both have DeAndre Hopkins as the number two guy? Yeah, Hopkins is definitely the number two receiver. He's really talented. And uh, I think that the combination of him and Kyler Murray is going to be a really dangerous for NFL teams. And he's a guy that you're going to have to worry about every game. But I do think I think that Kyler Murray's running ability also helped him because it takes a little bit of pressure off of Hopkins to do so well. So overall, I think this is just it, – it's it's not close to Michael Thomas, but DeAndre Hopkins, I think for most people, is the pretty clear number two. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say for most people, but I think he is just because, I mean, even though he's going to a new offense in Arizona, he's going to be the focal point of that offense. He's going to get so many targets, and it's going to be great, especially in PPR and half PPR leagues. So he's the number two guy for me. And um, number three is a guy for me with a little bit of injury risk. It's Devontae Adams on the Packers. And for him, it's, he, he has a little bit of injury risk. He was hurt for a while last year. But when he's on the field, he just soaks up targets from Aaron Rodgers. And because the Packers really didn't add any new weapons, so he's really the only guy there that they can throw to. Yeah, this isn't a great situation. But the, the thing about it is he's the only guy that Aaron Rodgers can throw to. So, I mean, I mean he can throw to other people, but he's really the only – talented and proven guy that Aaron Rodgers has uh, as an offensive weapon and so I think that he's just going to soak up all the targets and maybe Aaron Rodgers is getting a little bit older he's go he's on the down a little bit but I still think that Devonta Adams is a really solid wide receiver and he's going to come in 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 a in a solid third I think it's gonna it might surprise some people but I think he's going to be a really consistent guy and I think that being in a half PPR league that really helps him because he is going to be getting those targets. Yeah, I agree. Like, he's going to be one of the most targeted players in the league if he doesn't get hurt. Mm -hmm. So, I guess we both have our top three the exact same 
then yeah there we um, go we've agreed so far it's not a sign of things to come i'd say oh I mean, man we're gonna have so many be betting fun. on a, a a continuation of our of agreeing but oh wait chris remember that time when you were looking at the wrong rankings and we thought we had agreed on everything yeah was that in a practice episode or wait are you doing that one? now or are you doing that no you're not no i'm not doing that now Okay, just checking. That might have been in a practice episode, but we like, I think it was. Yeah, we told the story mm-hmm. before, but basically we thought we had the exact same tight end rankings and then realized we, Chris was reading my rankings. Yeah, I was, was reading like, Calvin's rankings. And I was like, I swear I didn't rank these guys these way. No, you ways, didn't. But, you were uh, like, oh, these are such great rankings. My rankings are perfect and so are Calvin's. And then you realize they're my rankings, not yours. <laughs> no, that's not how it went. I knew something was wrong, <laughs> but I just went along because I, I guess I that I must have thought that for some reason, but you turns must- out I was just reading Calvin's, so we were both reading the exact same rankings, so that's probably why we agreed with Well, everything. Chris was reading the better rankings. He was reading, like, these better rankings, then he's like, oh, I'm gonna go back to these bad rankings. No, yep. Calvin. It's, it's I true. realized something was wrong and how wrong these were, so I just went to mind. Definitely. I was like, oh my goodness, Ooh, these are perfect. It's good. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go to our next guy. Number four, is it Chris Godwin for both of us, Chris? Yeah, it's Chris Godwin for me. I think that uh, adding Tom Brady obviously is going to be a huge help. You won't have to worry about giving the ball up so much like Jameis did 30 times last season through, yeah. through interceptions. And I think that Chris Godwin is really talented. He's a really nice uh, partner in Mike Evans to kind of free him up and get him some space. And I think that Tom Brady still has definitely some left in the tank. So I think that he's going to be able to put up another solid season. And Chris Godwin is going to be I, – I don't think I can label – Godwin and Evans one and two. If I had to pick, I guess I'd say Godwin's. That's when that's why I have him above Mike Evans. But I think that they're really close and they're basically one A and one B. Yeah, Godwin was the number two wide receiver last year. I think he'll be able to put up pretty similar numbers this year. He maybe is less talented than Mike Evans, but he's still he's more consistent and he outproduced mm-hmm. Evans last year. Although Evans was out producing playing pretty well for a while until he had like those huge bust weeks. Yeah, Evans Evans was really boom or bust, and I think that made him a little bit worse. So I just trust Chris Godwin on a more consistent basis, too. So that's why I have him a little bit higher. But I think that Mike Evans definitely has the potential to be better. Yeah, I mean, the thing with Mike Evans is he had, like, a 37-point game last year. And then he had, like, and then zero. Had, and then he had, like, a zero game. Like, literally a zero game. Yeah, like, right back-to-back, too, I think it was, because – Right after Mike Evans had his huge week, I knew that I could sell uh, sell high on Mike Evans, and I sold him, and I got Michael Thomas. <laughs> oh my gosh! Can we not well, talk about it? And at the time, I mean, people mm. like that. Some people might have thought that was a good trade because he was doing so well, and I mean, Jameis Winston was doing pretty well. They were off to a great start. The Bucks were, so I think that people thought about it, and I was able to sell him high. And then the next week, he had zero. So it just shows. You can't always trust those guys that go for huge points. And I think that Mike Evans is kind of that guy that I wouldn't be willing to trust on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I think, uh, but it's, it's really weird that how that happens. Sometimes you need those players though, the ones that can just win a week single-handedly. Do yeah, we both have, do. let's see if we both have the same guy at five, Chris Tyree kill. Yes, definitely. I definitely have Tyree kill at number five. I think that uh, Patrick Mahomes got signed to his extension and, Tyreek Hill is one of the best wide receivers in the game, being thrown to from one of the best quarterbacks in the game, if not the best currently. So, I mean, I think that there's a pretty much a given that Tyreek Hill is going to score a lot of fantasy points in a super potent Chiefs offense where they're going to be scoring a lot of points. So, yeah. Yeah. 
I think he gets so many deep passes too. It's Travis Kelsey can open up so much space. And Patrick Mahomes does not shy away from throwing deep. He has a great arm. And Kyrie Kill is one of the best deep threats in the game. He's just able to take a top off a defense and get a good fantasy game in one fell swoop. I've had him two years in a row in fantasy. One year I traded for him. And I traded like Kenny Galladay and Devin Singletary because this team was really weak at running back. And it didn't turn out too bad for them because Singletary was okay and Galladay really broke out. But Hill, for me, I was really happy about that because, I mean, Hill for a while when he came back, he was just exploding. He sort of cooled off a little bit near the end of the year. But for a while there, he was just going mm-hmm. absolutely insane. And it was great. So, yeah. Yeah. But Ty- Tyree Kill, we both got it number five. And I think number six is where we start to change. Um, Chris, this will be our first debate of the day. You've got Mike Evans and I've got Julio Jones. Yeah, I mean, it's not too much of a, of a debate. But I think that, for me, there's a top six – then there's Julio, and then there's the rest. Because I just feel like Julio doesn't have the offense, and I don't trust Matt Ryan as much as I do someone like Tom Brady. I just think that Mike Evans has too much potential to win your fantasy win your fantasy matchup any given week, and I can't pass up on that. Whereas Julio, I just don't trust the touchdown production. I feel like the touchdowns aren't there, and I don't trust them adding, like, Todd Gurley. I don't know how Todd Gurley's going to work. I think that if there's just a lot of question marks, and I feel like, Julio is an all-around really solid receiver, but I feel like he's not going to be able to put up – he might be able to put up a more consistent numbers, but I feel like he's not going to be able to put up that total. And I feel like Mike Evans is just going to slide by and kind of finish out that top six, top tier for me. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I just think Julio Jones, yes, he does not score that many touchdowns, but he definitely – for me, he definitely makes up for that with his absurd amount of yards. Each year he's like – top two, top three in yards. So he's just absolutely great. And I'm looking at rankings right now in half PPR, and you might be surprised to learn, Chris, that while just playing 15 games, Julio Jones was the number three fantasy wide receiver last year. So, I mean, that I I feel like he's getting older, but it sort of proves my point, I feel like. But uh, wasn't Calvin Ridley also out for a lot of the season last year? Out? I don't think so. Well, Cooper was out for a while. But, I mean, I don't don't think there's anything to worry about with Julio Jones' target share. He's just too good. I could see a little regression because he ages, and maybe he hits that wall that wide receivers sometimes hit. But I think I really like Julio Jones next year. Okay. I mean, not as much as some people. Some people have him even higher. And I respect it, but there's just five guys to me that have really great potential. Then there's Mike Evans, who's good. Like, really good. Like, really, really good. And then there's Julio, who's just between Evans and, like, those absolutely crazy studs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so let's go next to our number eight guy. And, Chris, this is – oh, this is our first real debate of the day. Because you've got DJ Moore, and I don't hate DJ Moore, but, like, I don't love him either. Calvin, oh, man, DJ Moore is going to do really well. He did insanely well, in my opinion, under Kyle Allen. He's still really young. He's up and coming, and I think that – Teddy Bridgewater is going to be a huge addition to that team. Teddy Bridgewater did super well. And I think that he's really the the top guy. He's, I mean, he's obviously the top guy in Carolina, but I still feel like there are enough weapons there where they won't be able to double cover him every single play. They have Christian McCaffrey to take some of the pressure off and kind of open it up because you know Christian McCaffrey is going to be catching some screen passes and that's going to lead to DJ Moore getting open. Uh, I don't, DJ Moore didn't have the greatest finish, but I think he actually started out kind of poorly last season. I think it's, I want to – I'm actually going to look that up quickly. But I think that the thing was – was he a rookie last year? A rookie? Maybe like second year. I'm not really sure exactly. I mean, I have him at number 11 just because there's three guys that I like a lot better 
One of them is uh, – we'll actually talk about them in a second. Uh, one of them is Kenny Galladay, which I think is pretty clear because Galladay is sort of the guy who's between the top seven and the rest. And and actually, I mean, I won't even say he's closer to some of those back guys, like back-end wide receiver one guys. But Galladay is a really solid receiver, and I think he's going a little too low in fantasy drafts or mock drafts from what I've been seeing because he has the potential to step into that top seven tier. Last year – and you talk about playing with bad quarterbacks. He played with David Blau last year and still like put up insane numbers. He was like number the number six fantasy wide receiver, I believe, last year in half PPR. So he's just overall a great player, I think. Um, but what I guess while Chris looks this up, let's save our. I'm going to save my number nine for our de- another debate. But my number ten guy is Amari Cooper, just because. And I know people are saying yes, Michael Gallup had very similar numbers to my, Amari Cooper last year. But for me, that's just people undervaluing Gallup and not over, over, overvaluing Cooper. Amari Cooper was a borderline top 10 guy last year. He play, was plagued by inconsistencies, but I think with the new coach and Mike McCarthy, he'll really be able to work some of that out and uh, be a little bit less inconsistent because when Cooper was off, the entire Cowboys offense was off, and that was partly the fault of Jason Garrett, um, at, yeah. who's a head coach. Well, the thing with DJ Moore, Calvin, why I, I have some stats for DJ Moore, uh, he, he – he was top 10 in receptions and yards last season. So the, the target share is there. And I feel like in an offense where you have a more reliable guy in Teddy Bridgewater, a guy that you know is going to be able to get you some wins and get you closer to the end zone, I feel like that uh, he's going to be able to catch some more touchdowns. And touchdowns were really the only thing that he didn't have a ton of last year. Other than that, he did really well, and that kind of held him back. But I think that already being top 10 in receiving yards and catches, I think that that's going to grow even more as he gets just a better overall player. So I think that he's going to do really well next season. I think that he's going to easily finish top eight, could definitely finish higher. He's part of the three Ds to a good fantasy draft. Okay, but I mean, yes, three wide receiver Ds to a good fantasy draft. But he was like number 18 wide receiver last year and basically around 18 in average points per game too, playing 15 games and averaging about 12 and a half. Um, But yeah, he was, I feel like, Yes, he was good last year, and he'll step up to wide receiver one status, but I have him at number 11 just because these top 10 guys because these top 10 guys really excite me, and more excites me, some, but not as much as the rest of them. Like, he's sort of in a different kind of tier. This is sort of a really muddled kind of tier. It's really tough to rank these guys. But, uh, Chris, why don't you talk about your – wait, so you've got DJ Moore at 8, So and I read my 8 and 10 and saved my number 9 guy. So why don't you read your nine and ten, and then I'll talk about my number nine. Uh, my nine is Kenny Galladay, who okay. I think that he's going to be the top receiver in a Detroit Lions offense that I think with a healthy Matthew Stafford could be really good. So the big question mark with this ranking is uh, Matthew Stafford's health. But even if they do have to have another guy come in, you know Kenny Galladay is still going to be the top guy. He's not going to put up ninth best fantasy numbers, but I think that he could definitely put up still definitely top 15 numbers, even with a backup quarterback. And if Matthew Stafford say, say is healthy, he could be even better than that number nine ranking. So he's kind of a risk, but it's definitely a risk that I'm willing to take next year. I think Kenny Galladay could actually be like top 12 with a backup quarterback because Matthew Stafford played half the season last year. Kenny Galladay was the number six receiver in half point PPR with like David, David Blount. Like I said before, I just think that he's he's got that potential. He's got that talent to be able to at least somewhat survive in the situation like that. So I think he could put up borderline top 12 or close to it. Um, he averaged 13 and a half fantasy points last year. So he played all 16 games, finished sixth in fantasy points and half PPR. So I think overall, he's just, um, he, he's, he's a guy who can survive 
um, basically no matter the quarterback play. But I agree that Stafford helps him. And having mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford could put Galladay like in that elite tier. Yeah, I definitely agree. I just don't know if I can trust having Matthew Stafford there. And I think that there's going to be a little bit of drop-off for Galladay. But, I mean, these rankings are kind of considering, like, for the most part, we're not saying injuries. So when you say a guy is number six, that's kind of because – for some people, there might be like a crazy injury. Like Devonta Adams was out a lot. I mean, that's kind of an outlier. So I feel like you can't necessarily list them as number six because I feel like they're a little bit higher just because of injuries. I don't know. Does that make yeah, sense? Well, it makes sense to a certain point. I agree. Adams's injury to me was an outlier because he wasn't getting hurt that often before. I mean, he had something with like I, – I think he wasn't really getting hurt that often before. It's we had a guy like Dalvin Cook, not an outlier. Darius Geis, not an outlier. Those guys, you can move down a lot uh, because of injury. Cook could have been an outlier. I mean, he had one Twice. bad. He no, had, he had no, two bad injuries. No, he didn't. He only had or, one. Two bad. Well, he had one bad, and then he was banged up last year. I guess. Well, no, I feel like he had two bad. How many years has he been in the league? Like three? Two. Three. No, two. <laughs> okay, we're going to have to settle this. I don't know why. I don't know why I can't remember. I'm just going to see Dalvin Cook draft. Draft year you can hear chris typing uh, even oh, though he's supposed to type on his 2017, phone 2017 so i guess yeah so he played 2017 yeah three years in the league so um yeah i mean he, i feel like he, he had like two big injuries he had like that one because that's why he's never really produced in his rookie year he got hurt second year he was gonna do well but got hurt so and then his third year he was sort of banged up at the end um if i'm remembering correctly okay i didn't realize he'd been in for three years i thought he'd only been in for two and i thought that maybe that acl tear could kind of be an outlier because that's just one crazy injury you know so yeah i mean but he's been hurt he hasn't played a full 16 game season yet Mm -hmm. so i think he's at the point where he you got to consider his injury risk um although he has a good backup in alexander madison Mm -hmm. all right so yeah it looks like the wi-fi uh glitch noises are pretty much fixed up now so i hope you guys didn't quit listening just because of those ones in like the first 10 minutes of the show. I think what I'm going to do is after the show, I'm going to try to edit out every single one of those so that you can't even hear it. And uh, maybe people would be confused early about what, why those noises, why I was talking about those noises, but I think I'm going to try to edit all of them out. Um, and so, so it'll, it'll be, you'll be get hearing clean sound quality. So we've talked about, Chris, you talked about your number nine, not your number 10. I'm glad we're moving sl- a little slower with wide receivers. That was sort of the, whole point of this because this is the main debates we've been having but who's your number 10 guy yeah my number 10 is Amari Cooper I think you have Cooper at 10 right yeah so we basically agree Mm -hmm. so I think that the thing with Cooper is that it's a little bit crowded in that Cowboys offense but I really like the uh, new coaching staff under Mike McCarthy I think that it kind of struggled under Jason Garrett a little bit uh, Amari Cooper is definitely Dak Prescott's best receiver there and I think that he's going to be looking to him a lot more but there's going to be a ton of guys to take pressure off him I think that that's going to lead to Cooper getting a good amount of touchdowns maybe not the most targets or yards out of all these top 10 guys but I think that he'll definitely be up there in touchdowns and I think that that's going to help him out and I just overall really like the Cowboys offense and he's a guy that I feel like you can for the most part pretty consistently trust to put up a solid amount of fantasy points I'm looking through our rankings here and like the like nine through like 40 so many disagreements and we're about mm-hmm. to get started with the guy I saved number nine fantasy receiver next year. Um, I mean, it's always good to have your bold takes as a fantasy analyst. And I think this is one of my bolder ones where I really separate, this is one of the ones where I really separate from many fantasy analysts, including Chris Allen Robinson is my number nine wide receiver. Why you may ask why Calvin, why? Well, 
He had above 150 targets last year. I mean, only caught 98 of them. But here's hoping Mitchell Trubisky could end up getting more accurate this year, certainly. He's got another year under his belt. And if he doesn't, Nick Foles will come in. And I know Nick Foles isn't that great either. But Nick Foles is definitely more accurate than Mitchell Trubisky, who's more of a running quarterback. That's basically why he got in the league. Trubisky's completion percentage is absolutely atrocious. So even if Foles doesn't play that well, that still means 100-plus receptions for Allen Robinson. Almost but you, don't, sure. you don't know that, that Foles is going to be throwing to Allen Robinson. I mean, it could definitely differ from quarterback who they like to throw to. That's definitely They're not throwing to Anthony Miller. Allen Robinson's by far. You never know, though. Anthony Miller is going to take a step up this year. Well, maybe they'll throw to Curtis Samuel instead of DJ Moore with a new quarterback. Yeah, um, I mean, that could very well happen. I'm not saying that it won't, but you, don't all, you can't always just say because they have a new quarterback. I mean, with a new quarterback, things would be totally fine, I guess. Let me look at some stats. Allen Robinson, 1.1 fantasy points behind Amari Cooper last year. Um, wait, I feel like I, that means – well, I mean, then they've got CeeDee Lamb over there in Dallas too. But, I mean, let's see. What else? Ahead of Mike Evans last year, although Evans only played – okay, I'm not really proving my point because Evans played 13 games. But uh, I mean, the point is he's been so consistent, um, I'm, he's, and he's just – He's going to take a step up this year just because if I, 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 I believe, I truly believe that Nick Foles will start playing before the end of the season and that he will take a step up. I just don't trust the quarterback play. I don't think that there's any room to step up when your quarterback is so bad. I mean, even Nick Foles is bad. The fact that they're having a competition between Foles and Trubisky is just bad. So I don't, I think that Foles oh. is kind of washed up a little Other bit. Other thing. Strength of schedule, whose wide receiver schedule is a cakewalk. Um, I mean, this is according to fantasypros.com. So I'm going to give them proper citation, of course. Uh, make sure to go cite them because they, they have very good info. Strength of schedule, according to Fantasy Pros, first. Easiest strength of schedule for any team with wide receivers. Absolutely first. That's where his, uh, that's where his strength of schedule is. So it's going to be, I'm going to read off his game log right now. I'm going to go to his game log and read it off. I'll show you guys. Um, oh, no, that's 2019. Uh, never mind. I'm not going to read off his game log. But the point is, his strength of schedule is ranked at first, again, on fantasypros.com. And, um, and, but his strength of QB is, like, last in the league. So Who cares? He's proved he could produce with cute quarterbacks like that. He no, he didn't. A, what did he finish last year? 11. Yeah, can, so exactly. So you Nick, can't expect if, him to take a step up. Nick Foles is going to take over. He only had seven touchdowns last season. That's not even that high of a touchdown number. So if Nick Foles doesn't take over, is Allen Robbins staying at number nine? He might move down one spot. But his touchdown – no, it's touchdowns are it's, – it's, it's had seven touchdowns last year. His schedule is going to be super easy. And – he had 154 targets. If he gets 154 targets with Nick Foles, he can he can catch 110 of those, and that's going to be one of the top catches in the league. Allen Robinson will take a step up. He will move ahead of Amari Cooper. It might be close, but I think he will. The thing about it is, I mean, even the the Bears just as an entire team are getting just worse and worse and worse. I mean, their defense is going to start to drop off. That means the other team is going to be on the that field. That means they're going to be passing more. That, but they're not going to be on the field enough. They already had to pass because they're always down. Okay, yeah, but so they're not going to get any worse than they were last year. They were really awful last year. I know. I just don't I, – I, I don't see how you think a team that's getting worse, their best wide receiver with a terrible quarterback situation, is um, going to be able to take a step up. Or would you call the Panthers a good team? No, D- but I'd call, their offense, I'd call their offense good. 
good. You can't say that. You can't. yes, it's okay. Teddy Bridgewater, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Christian McCaffrey. Okay, that's uh, Christian McCaffrey. There's only running back can only do so much. It's pretty. It's oh, all right. It's decent. He's Christian McCaffrey. It's good. That is a good offense. They didn't score that many points last year. I mean, they scored some. They're decent. I'm not. Well, they also had bad. Kyle Allen at quarterback. Kyle uh, Allen yeah. is absolutely awful. I don't know. Was, the only reason he was good because of is because of Teddy Bridgewater is just okay. Teddy Bridgewater is just okay. I think Kyle though. Allen had like one of the lowest completion percentages too last year. Okay, well, I mean that's fair. They'll take a step up, but so, I'm just so saying. So DJ Moore, I mean, it's just okay. Well, I mean for the for Allen Robinson though, it doesn't matter that he's in a bad offense because he already proved he could do it. That's the thing. He's already. I know. I, I he proved that he can do it, but I don't see how you can think that he's going to take a step up. Seven touchdowns. Especially when year. you have guys like like Devontae Adams who were getting injured. Devontae Adams is going to be thrust above him. I mean, you think about it. Mike Evans, who only played 13 games. Mike Evans is going to get put above him. Like, those are all guys that are going to pile on. Yeah, I have, Evan, I have Evans above him, though. I have Evans way above him. But there's other guys. That's no, what who I'm are- saying. So you can't expect him to finish 11 again. Or you can't expect him to finish 11 again because he's not – I don't think he's going to improve. I think even he, so, without injuries and everything, he's already down to, like, number number 13 probably for last season, maybe even number 14. And then you expect him to take a five-step jump up to number nine. It's just not realistic. But 154 targets is a ridiculous total. If they can get a half-decent quarterback in there and, but like, But they don't Nick have Foles, a half-decent quarterback. They do. Nick Foles, it can be half-decent in terms no, of complete – No, In terms of completion percentage, There's a reason yes. why he, he – no, he yes, a, no. Mitchell Trubisky is one of the worst passers in the entire league. That's the thing. Matt Nagy doesn't let him run enough. He passes, and so he passes and just can't complete anything. I'm going to look up his completion percentage right now. I'm it's going to be it absolutely terrible because he's not good at throwing passes. Nick Foles isn't a dual threat. Nick Foles would have a better completion percentage than Mitchell Trubisky. I'm going to look. Up, let's look up each of their career uh, completion percentages. But that's not the thing. Career. Not career. No, but it's Nick just, Foles it shows is getting how way too old. Career, Nick Foles, no, Nick Foles is getting old, even if he has a good completion percentage, because he well, had one good scared. playoff run. No, but he had a bunch of bad ones too. But okay, well, Calvin, in, he's getting old. That's what you have to remember. And the fact is, the Bears might not even play Nick Foles, so you can't rely on Nick Foles coming in. Let's look. Sixty-three point two percent completion percentage for who? Trubisky. That's bad. Or that's like that's not as bad as I thought it was, but that's still pretty bad, I would say. I'm gonna look up Nick Foles completion percentage. Sixty-eight point four percent. Oh no, that was since opening day of last year. This was written, or actually since uh, let's see. So this was 2018. It looks like um second most accurate passer in 2018. Um. Since for, for like two for 2019 and 2018, he was the second most accurate, 68.4 percent. That's just proving my point. And Allen Robinson, if Trubisky can throw for 63.2 percent, and Allen Robinson only ca- well, I guess he caught actually never mind, he caught like 65 percent of his passes because he's a good wide receiver. But if Foles can throw for 68, Robinson's going to inflate that percentage because he's the best receiver. So he's his catch rate is going to be in the 70s. He'll get more catches. He'll go up from seven touchdowns for sure. Because for a guy like that, no, he's playing not. Also, he's not going up from seven touchdowns. For a guy like that, a wide receiver one. The Bears' all, offense isn't good enough. They're they not can, good enough to get to the end zone. They're just going to they're going to score like one touch. They're going to score one touchdown a game. Well, not every game. David Montgomery is not going to be running it, the ball in. They're not going to have to worry about Trubisky running the ball in because Nick Foles is going to be playing. He's going to be passing more, no, not getting those rushing touchdowns. He's going to be playing. He is. He's just. He's better. 
That's the thing. Do they have you know, to bench Trubisky? If the Bears don't bench sorry. Trubisky, I'm going to be really angry. Because Allen Robinson's going to get more than seven touchdowns last n- next year, definitely. The Bears are going to have a much easier time in wide receivers because of their strength of schedule. I mean, I don't even know why we're arguing about this that much. You have Where do you have Allen Robinson? 13. I have him at nine. You still are okay with that. You're Alan just saying Robinson. that I, I don't think he's going to improve. You think that he's going to be able to improve. And that's a big jump from 13 to nine just because of how talented the guys are in there. Okay, well, Amari Cooper, he, you said the thing about how he has those guys around him, the new guys around him. His target share is not going to be huge, even with the new offense. DJ Moore just doesn't excite me that much. And then beyond that, you've got like Cooper Cup, who was sort of written out of the offense a little bit last year. He has injury risk. Devontae Parker. I don't think we'll exceed. He won't exceed Robinson. He'll get close. Yeah, I don't think he'll because Preston Robinson. Williams is coming back. Then the other guys. There's like this the, uh, next. Next, there's like this big drop off. So there's really no one you can put ahead. Maybe you can argue for Cooper and more ahead, but I'm not going to do it. I would be fine putting if you had Robinson at eleven. I have, I have. I have Cooper. I have Cooper. Let me see. I have Cooper Thielen. Keenan, Keenan Allen and Allen Robinson. And I would I know that you you disagree with uh, Adam Thielen. I think that they're going to be able to work it out with Justin Jefferson. I think that Jeff, just uh, Adam Thielen is actually going to play more of an outside role where I think he'll flourish a little bit more because he'll be able, to, be able to run more deep routes, kind of take over a little bit of Stephon Diggs while also remain the top receiver. So I like Adam Thielen. And then okay, Amari well, Cooper, I think, is in a talented offense. And then Keenan Allen, I think he's a really consistent guy. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Allen's okay. I just think he – I dropped him to 18 because there's no quarterback. There's basically, like, no quarterback there. Mm-hmm. They've got, like, a rock at quarterback. But, but at worst, what I'm trying to say, at worst, maybe you could put Robinson at 11. But I'm not giving in. I'm keeping him at 9. I'm not going to fold to Chris for a second – for the second time ever. You know what, Calvin? <laughs> Calvin, I I actually didn't think about this. I kind of forgot uh, that the Chargers don't have uh, – that the Chargers don't have uh, – what's what's his name? Uh, Philip Rivers anymore, so I'm going to uh, I'm going to put Allen Robinson Ooh. one spot up. But 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 before you, anything, before you say anything, before you say anything, the only reason is because I don't think that Keenan Allen has the ability. So it's more well, me dropping Keenan Allen. I convinced you of that. Allen. I convinced you of that. That's good. I'm happy with that. Let's well, go. You didn't convince me. I just more didn't think about it that way. So. Oh, I see. Didn't think about but, it. But uh, Calvin, here's the thing. <laughs> Allen Robinson, he's just you can't expect really any improvement. I mean. Other than like Nick Foles coming in, but I just feel like Nick Foles is going to struggle. I don't think that he has the team. I don't think Matt Nagy as a coach is very good, and I just think that they've struggled for so many years now. I can't expect it to get any okay. better. I could definitely see them being the worst team in the NFL. But we're not contradicting each other right now because I'm not saying the Bears won't struggle. I'm saying they'll have more passing attempts because think about it this way. Trubisky's rushes are going away because Foles doesn't run the ball. David Montgomery's rushes are going away because David Montgomery stinks. So now you've got more passing attempts for Nick Foles, who is on, it, it is clearly better with completion percentage, about five percentage points better than Trubisky, like 2018-2019 versus 2019 for Trubisky. Trubisky had that one year where he did a little, he did a little bit better with completion percentage. He is 63.4 in his career, 63.2 last season, so like barely any better at all. And um, he'll get benched maybe by week eight. And if you get half the season for Nick Foles, maybe Robinson doesn't quite finish at number nine. I still think he does. But if he doesn't, at least he's doing well in my fantasy playoffs. That's all I'm saying. So Calvin, how many completions Nick Foles had, or Allen Robinson had like 97 or 98 completion, or 98 catches for 154 targets. 98 98 catches. So 
that's at a 65% completion percentage versus like 150 targets about. I'm, I'm kind of Yeah, and so we're saying so Robinson- another another 150 targets, right? And you divide that by 100 and multiply it by 70, right? Wait, hold on, hold on. Time out. Wait. So Allen Robinson That's 105 targets. So basically he's gaining Seven, seven new targets. Seven, I mean, seven catches over the entire season. That's seven fans. No, but you're not c- taking into account that Foles will pass more than Trubisky. So th- then that gets him to 110 targets, plus uh, n- less rushing touchdowns for Trubisky. Maybe that gets him – if he, uh, he comes up from 98 targets to 110, he was like one point behind Cooper last year. If he gets up from 98 targets to 110, he gets up from seven touchdowns to nine. He's ahead of Cooper, definitely. Or maybe not definitely, but he's ahead of Cooper by a little bit, I would say. And I think that's okay. a very realistic possibility. Maybe he even catches 10 or 11 touchdowns. And plus, okay. easier schedule, too. Okay, guys, yeah, we really got to move on, though. Okay, I mean, yeah, actually, we're really running out of time already. Why don't we talk about – we'll go to, like, 15 and then talk about some interesting or well, let's, let's talk about one guy, Devontae Parker, who we both have at 14, I think, right? I have him at 13. Oh, I have him at 14. So we both pretty much agree that he's going to be a top guy. He's – He's going to have a big boom season. We both have him a lot higher than most people do. I think that the that the quarterback situation actually isn't too bad. I think that Ryan Fitzpatrick is, does well when there's nothing to lose. And Devontae Parker is pretty talented. So Yeah, you know. Fitzpatrick can definitely throw for a lot of yards. If Tua plays, even better. Because, oh, this is one of the main debates we've had. I think Tua is, like, super talented. And he if he plays, if he doesn't get hurt, that's going to really help Parker. Mm-hmm. Preston yeah. Williams coming back will hurt him a little, but he was about like number seven last year in half PPR for mm-hmm. wide receivers. So I think saying him dropping the number 13 with all the new studs coming back is a fair spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's ridiculous okay. when I see him as like a wide receiver too. I don't think we need to, we don't need to move on that fast. I think we can, if it goes a little over an hour, I think it's fine. And we just, we'll talk about our top guys. If we have a debate to get into, we need to get into it. Cause this is our wide receiver episode. This is the debate episode. And at the end, we'll go through our most our guys that we think the fantasy owners most need to know about. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, you want to move? Looking at this, you want to go to where you have AJ Brown? Where do you have AJ Brown? Um. Oh wait, we didn't talk about Adam Thielen, did we? I mean, we kind of did. I feel like this is one of those where I feel like I did not. It's like it's like not disagreeing. I mean, it's disagreeing, but it's like different because I think that you don't think that it's going to work out with like Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, right? Uh, well, I mean, I just think his injury risk plus the lack of targets that he got last year in that run-heavy offense wasn't pleasing me that much. But if, oh, I, however, if, I, look at the, if I look at the targets in 2018, like, I feel like if he can return to that form, he's going to be a top guy. And I, I feel, feel like, like those targets are going to stay. I, I feel like it's, he, we're going to see more of those targets next He year. got kind of touchdown lucky last year, I feel like, too. I mean, he is a good guy for catching touchdowns, so he'll repeat some of that. And I'll give you this. I moved Adam Thielen up, like, five spots from number 25 to number 20. So mm-hmm. you got something, but it's just like, there are guys I like better. Like, um, the guy, uh, Tyler Boyd, Keenan Allen, Calvin Ridley, OBJ, AJ Brown, Robert Woods. And then you, you like get Tyler Boyd better than Adam Thielen. Tyler Boyd is so, one of my favorites. Everyone else has him at 30 and I have him at 19 just cause I love him. Calvin, so much. how can he be better? Calvin, AJ Green is already there to take targets away and you've got a rookie quarterback. A, rook- a good rookie that- quarterback. Yeah, it doesn't I, uh, Joe matter, Burrow is one of my he's main breakouts. He's Calvin. one of my main breakouts because look at how good he was at LSU. Even the best rookie yes. quarterbacks were never like that good. Well, th- actually, no, that's kind of not true. But, but no, Calvin, Burrow Calvin, put up, like, is- in the national championship game versus Clemson, or no, wait, no, that that was in a it was in a a semifinal game where he put up all those touchdowns. But like they still won the national championship with him, and he's I just he's the 
one of the best pocket passers, most talented that we've seen in a long time. Like, I just, just feel like genuine. when there's already competition with someone like AJ Green, who we don't know the, what AJ Green is going to look like. If AJ Green stays healthy, you have to remember he was a really good wide receiver, Calvin. Yeah, I mean, if do you, you have stay- AJ, do you have Tyler Boyd above AJ Green? Yeah, easily. No. No, that, AJ well, Green is easily the number one receiver. That's no, obvious. Everyone AJ knows Green, that. AJ Green has not played a full season in like a couple of years that now. It doesn't matter. He's going to play oh, probably more than half the season. Probably he, more he, than half the season. And you can't you can't put Tyler Wood at number 19. He just took a whole year off. Too high. I mean, AJ Green will still Come be on, that. that is just way he, too he'll still high. Be a There's threat. no explanation. You, you don't no, have an explanation. You're not even letting me explain. <laughs> no, I'm just... <laughs> This is, I love these debates. These are so fun. But no, Tyler Boyd, the, the, what I'm trying to say, he's proven he can do it as a wide receiver one. He's no, he proven he can do it as a wide receiver two. No, last year when he was the only guy in that offense, he was racking up yards. He wasn't doing the greatest, but I think he, and I think he's a little bit better when he has someone like AJ Green to take pressure off him. But AJ Green, he's not the tech. He's not a, t- he, I'll say he is mostly a target monster, but keep in mind that he goes deep a lot and he doesn't necessarily have to get the most targets plus that injury risk. I mean, I just, even if I moved him down, I just don't see it him being worse than Adam or being worse than Adam Thielen, maybe than Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, but not Adam Thielen for me. I mean, I think Lockett and Metcalf, that's a close one, but like Thielen, Thielen just his injury risk and his lack of targets worries me too much. Lack of targets is going to go away because now you have Adam Thiel, you have Stefan Diggs gone. Well, you have Justin Jefferson here. Oh, but you can't compare Stefan Diggs and Justin Jefferson. You kind of can. I mean, Diggs no, was can't. a deep threat, so was Jefferson. So was Jefferson. Yeah, but Jefferson isn't as talented as Stefan Diggs. Talent wise, like purely talent. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. But we, well, we haven't and, really and seen. You don't know how he Jefferson might be is... more talented than Diggs. We haven't seen it yet. I know, but you predicting that we haven't okay. seen anything yet but you yeah feeling Thielen will get a little bit more but not that much more and I think he might get hurt too I, so I and remember that. Chris you already won like a little bit of this I already moved him up like five spots I know I just I, you have this crazy love for Tyler Boyd and I just feel like it's it's doesn't really make sense but who, the, the thing for you fantasy owners yes if you think I'm a little crazy about Tyler Boyd it doesn't really matter because here's the thing with the ADP of Tyler Boyd, he's going off the board as like a wide receiver 30. You can draft him at wide receiver 25 and still get a nice value. That's the thing. You don't have – don't draft him at wide receiver 19. Even I don't do that because I know he's going to fall to me later. He's a solid guy. You can get him later as your wide receiver two if you're waiting on wide receiver or a wide receiver three. I often – even though I take three running backs in the first three rounds, I often get Tyler Boyd as my wide receiver three on my bench. Chris, even you have to admit that's good, especially for drafting three running backs in the first three rounds. Okay, yeah. I mean, see, like, Chris, where do you have Tyler Boyd? 30. Okay, so right on his ADP. So you think he's a decent draft pick? Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that he's a solid guy. I think I can trust for him to be a wide receiver too, but nothing more. Oh, you wait, if you can trust for him to be a wide receiver too, why is I mean, he not wide receiver 30 and I, not uh, 24? Like, four, I, I, like a, a solid backup that I know I can play if I was in a pinch. Okay, yeah, I mean, that's what I think that's you're basically in, a, in agreement with fantasy, most fantasy analysts, but I like to be different. And I also think Tyler Boyd is. I don't know, maybe better. I'll bump Adam Thielen down. I look at his. Let's go! Yes! We're kind of meeting in the yes. middle, though, because I got you to bump him up a little bit. So yeah. I guess that, that pops. Allen Robinson is going up a little bit. I might have to. Let's go. Him. Now he's. Wait, so this episode, you moved him up from 13 to 11? Mm-hmm. And I said at worst, he should be 11. 
So we're sort of in agreement here with Allen mm-hmm. Robinson. So wait, no, you, but I, I just don't think that there's that much room for improvement. And he wait, was no, but, 11 last year, so I don't think that there's. You much have room the same guys ahead of. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a, it's fair. I mean, I'm saying D, you you have DJ Moore and Amari Cooper ahead of him, who are the only two guys who I think you can make a case for ahead of Allen Robinson that I don't have ahead of him. So having him at 11, I think I'm fine with that pick. I just I didn't realize his his targets weren't as high as I thought they were when when he was injured. That's what I, I just looked up his stats and they weren't that high. And so that kind of yeah, exactly. scared me off a little bit. So I think that's why I'm putting him where I'm putting him. Yeah, you had him at like 11. And a lot of fantasy experts have him like at 11 and 12 too. And that just boggles my mind. I think it's ridiculous. got to put him at uh, – hmm. I don't know. got to update at, this. Hopefully, I just look at those targets and I just get a little bit concerned. I think I'm going to bump him down to uh, – I'll say that he's just going to be a little bit better than Cooper Cup. So I'll keep him at uh, 14. All right, yeah, we're going to try to remember to uh, add these new rankings. I'll, we'll copy and paste Chris's new rankings onto the mm-hmm. site, sites.google.com slash view slash second and goal fantasy. Um, this has been a really fun episode. We still got a little more to go. Um, I think we can talk about – Here, wait, what? you want to just – instead of, instead of talking and just missing some, I think we forgot. Let's just read them all out and then stop at one. So at 15, I have cup. Oh, wait, no, hold out. on. Wait, so where is – Wait, where do we stop? I think we've... For like 14 Have we each 14. read our full top 11? I, oh, wait, yeah, no. Yeah, 14. We, we've got... We'll, 14. we'll start... Let's start at 14. I, okay. I Number 12, I have Cooper Cup, because I didn't say that. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's just... The main thing with him is don't, injury. You don't have to talk about it that much, Kevin, because we're okay, running I, out of time. I mean, I just feel like he's a guy that's important, because he's a, he really is going a little bit undervalued. I think that Cup is... Uh, he's very talented. Yes, he got written out of the offense a little bit last year, but I see maybe he's, he'll come back a little more this year. And even mm-hmm. when he was, quote-unquote, written out, he was still playing very well. Number four wide receiver I've been last 15, year. I have 15, so I kind of agree that I like Cooper Cup. Yeah, he's a, a little more injury risk. But even if you don't like him that much, you can get him at, like, 15 or 20. And that's mm-hmm. fine with me. Yeah. So let's start reading. 14, Robert Woods. Do we need to stop here? <sighs> I just – I, I, don't, I don't think that in a bad offense with the Rams, you can have Cooper Cup – and Robert Wood at, Woods at the top. I feel like you're kind of saying that you're, you're undecided between which is the top, and I feel like Cooper Cup is the clear top. But like, I don't think you can function both of them. I mean, if you want to, you can have them close, but I feel like you would have to bump them both down. But there's no way to have them both top guys. Well, I think it's sort of going to meet in the middle because when that's Cooper like Cup was written out, Robert Woods stayed in and he played fantastic uh, football for the end of last but year. But you can't if you if you have Cooper Cup so high, you can't expect him to be written out. So yes, I can. No, look at their rankings last year. I'm going to look up their rankings right now last year and show you how they can both be really good. Hold on one second. I, I think Cooper Cup was like number four and Woods was like 16. So if they meet in the middle, they could easily be 12 and 14. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I feel like that offense is getting progressively worse. I mean, yeah, but it's one of those worst bad offenses that still gets a ton of passes and stuff. And it's like, yes, but even when Jared Goff was like playing awful last year, you saw him still doing pretty well. Are there his receivers still doing pretty well? Like case in point, I'm going to pull it up in a second. Um, as we go to half PPR, Cooper Cup, number four wide receiver last year, even when he dropped off at the end of the year. Uh, Robert Woods, number 17. So I was one off on him. Um, number 17, he played 15 games. He didn't even play a 16th. Cooper Cup played all 16, but both both of them played very well. That's my point. Yeah, Cooper Cup finishes wide receiver four. Yeah, exactly. So if four and 17, they can go in the middle and be 12 and 14. I think that's very fair. 
Especially I just so, don't think it's going to happen. Because Woods got more – Woods stayed involved or, if anything, got more involved. Cooper Cup got a little less involved. Cooper Cup has injury risk, so he drops to 12. Woods comes up from 17 to 14 because – and even – oh, my gosh. I've, I feel like a broken record saying this. Robert Woods can – he's dropping way lower than 14. You could get him at, like, 20. So even if you don't like him at 14 – Get him at 20. That's the thing. A lot of these guys that I like a lot more than a lot of other people. So even if you're not as comfortable with Robert Woods, you can still draft yeah, him. Yeah, I have Robert and then Woods lower than some people. So I, I think that I, I think that he's being overvalued. I have him at 24. I just don't think that 24. Uh, okay, so I don't think that he's going to be able to have a too big of a role in a Rams offense that I think is going to struggle next year. Okay, well I think. Okay, let's let's just keep going. We got to move on. Uh, number 15, I have Cooper Cup. AJ Brown. Okay, fair. 16, OBJ. I have OBJ. Yep. Yep. 17, Calvin I have Ridley. Juju. 18 is Keenan Allen. 18 for me is AJ Brown. I've, I like Keenan Allen a little bit. Okay. Year. 19 is Tyler Boyd and 20 is Adam Thielen. 19 is Tyler Lockett. Uh, 20 is T.Y. Hilton. Oh, okay. Stop here. Stop here. <laughs> T.Y. Hilton debate coming your way. We've got a couple more debates still coming. I think uh, we could – we could we could run this over an hour. I mean, Chris has to go somewhere. We, we might have to make a part two, maybe even like just because this is going to be so long. I think we started at like one fifteen. Well, yeah, we yeah we started at like, and we're only through our we're not even through our top twenty. Well, we can run down. There's not as many guys that we care about later in the episode. We we'll, we can make this like an hour and twenty minutes. Chris has to go after the episode, but we'll. No, run I, I I have a lot of time. I have a good amount of time. Okay, yeah, we'll run it up to right when Chris has to go if we need to. Well, no, I I have to leave it like. 3.30, which is in three hour. Or you mean 2.30? No, 3.30. Oh, 3.30. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, we're recording this. At, this is Right now it's 2.12 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday, July 19th. Mm-hmm. So, that, yeah, that okay, so we, we could make this two hours. <laughs> Definitely. Um, oh, yeah, I thought Chris had to go earlier than that. So we got plenty of time. So, yeah, anyway, T.Y. Hilton. Chris, you can start because I'm going to win this argument. Yeah, so the thing with T.Y. Hilton – is it's the only thing that concerns me here is the injury risk. I think that Philip Rivers is still going to be a really good quarterback. I think that people are going to be surprised. Uh, I can't remember. We were doing trivia Thursday on Sportscaster, and there was some stat that like kind of proved. I think that Philip Rivers might have been like ninth or tenth in for most yards like last year by any quarterback. And oh, Keenan right. Allen, Keenan Allen is a guy that I think is a really close comparison to T.Y. Hilton. And Keenan Allen had a really good season last year. So now T.Y. Hilton takes over that role in an offense that I think is just overall a little bit better. I, I like the Colts team a little bit more. I think Frank Reich is a good coach, a much better coach than – or actually, Anthony Lynn is a pretty good coach too. But I, yeah. I, I like Frank Reich's offense for a, for a pass catcher at least. And I think that Phillip Rivers is definitely an upgrade from Jacoby Brissett. And I want to look up what T.Y. Hilton placed last year in fantasy. I mean, I know he – I think he struggled with injuries, right? Um, did he uh, – He yeah, he struggled with injuries. Yeah, he, he was hurt for a while last year, so that doesn't really prove anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when so. he was in the – he wasn't getting that many targets. And with Philip Rivers, who doesn't have that much of an arm, his Alvin, deep this targets is, This is the targets – when he played, these are the targets he had. 9, 6, 10, 4, 11, 6, 6, 9, three and the last one was in week 17 when I don't think he even played the full game so he was getting a solid amount of targets and that was with Jacoby Brissett that was without Jonathan Taylor that was without Michael Pittman yeah but 
I think that Michael Pittman is going to be a bonus because teams aren't going to be able to double cover T.Y. Hilton. Maybe T.Y. Hilton is 20 if he is – I feel like he's going to be – he's still going to be double covered. If, if he stays on the field the whole season, maybe he's 20. But the other thing is his injury risk. That's the whole point. He sat out for so long last year. He definitely – even you have to admit he gets a quarterback downgrade. And when he was no, on – No, what? When he was on the field – A quarterback no, downgrade? Yes. No, when he, was he gets on, an upgrade with Phillip Rivers. From Jacoby eh. – Yes, that is no, definitely no, no. an upgrade. Uh, no, I wouldn't say definitely. Calvin, if I told no. you, if I told you, would you rather have Keenan Allen and Philip Rivers or Jacoby Brissett and Keenan Allen? You would definitely say Philip Rivers and Keenan Allen. Well, that's because Rivers and Allen had th- wait on, on my fantasy team, like no, in no, no, in no, their situation. No, wait. just like throwing to each other. Keenan Allen, um, Keenan Allen is well, a if great I'm building a bridge. If I'm building Calvin, a franchise, Keenan I Allen want Brissett. is a great comparison to 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 Ty Hilton. If I want a br- if I want he, building a franchise, I want the is, young guy, Brissett. Well, okay, no, no, throwing <laughs> to Keenan out, Calvin. Here's the thing, right? Like now, Ty Hilton is a Keenan Allen, but with some more injury risk. No, Ty Hilton's like, and Keenan Allen finished as the wide receiver six with someone that you say is struggling. Ty Hilton oh. is like a DK Metcalf with more injury risk. No, he is not. Okay, he's more like an AJ Brown with a ton of injury risk. But like not as no, he's good a Keenan Allen, and you know Michael Pittman is is Mike Williams. Oh, Mike I'm, Williams is awful. No, Michael Pittman's way better than Mike Williams. Mike Williams isn't awful. It's like okay, well that's play. maybe not a good comparison. Well, but Mike Williams is overrated. he's a Keenan Allen with maybe a little bit less targets and a little bit more injury risk. So he slots in perfectly at number twenty. I have Keenan Allen at number eighteen. <laughs> so well, no, last year Keenan Allen was wide receiver six. Wait, no, Galladay was. Well, Allen was up no, there, but that's or, Oh, wait, no. Uh, I think this might be, like, standard or something, but it, it close to number six. Okay. Well, I mean... I just think that there's a lot of room for improvement in a, in a Colts offense, and the Colts have the easiest schedule in the entire NFL. Yeah, but, I mean, not necessarily for wide receivers. It's for their whole team. But, yes, but they like, do have an easy schedule. So that's just a good thing. I mean... Easy schedule probably means that they're going to be on the easier side for strength schedule. So, and I do. I think that the main thing is I don't mind Philip Rivers next year. I think that Philip Rivers is going to have a pretty good year. Uh, I mind I don't Phillip think the Rivers Colts would have been willing. He's not to in top twenty four. Why would the Colts have been willing to sign him if they thought he was going to struggle? I think that they because the Colts aren't that good, just in general. Yes, they are. They're not a bad team. They and they made like some, they made some picks kind of. They made that, that yeah. signal that they want to win, and they want to like win Adam now. With, they want to win now with Philip Rivers. They got, they got, <laughs> they got Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman, two offensive weapons to give to Philip Rivers. So they definitely have some trust in Philip Rivers. Frank Reich is like and an okay. Frank Reich is like an okay coach. Yeah, I would say he's a really good coach. Frank Reich is a great coach. He's bounced around the league. Well, has he? Wait, has he bounced around the league a little? Uh, a little. A little. But I mean, no, he's not. He's not I, like I he, he's not like an Adam Gase, but he, and he but he's not like a Bill Belichick. He's okay. He's above average. Slightly, maybe. He's decent. Above average. I'll say decent. Decent is better than okay. He's good. Mm, he's good. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Anyways. I mean, I don't know it. a ton that's about it. He's, he's, he's all right. He's pretty good. Okay. Uh, at number 21, I've got Cortland Sutton. Okay. I have him at 23. No need to talk about that. I've got Lockett and Metcalf 21, 22. Okay. I have Lockett 19. Uh, I have Metcalf. I think I, I don't really like Metcalf that much. I, I have Metcalf at 27, but that's not too big of a difference. Uh, I have Stefan Diggs at number 22. Oh, debate time. Stop right there. <laughs> We're gonna the number to get... one wide receiver for Josh Allen. How can he not be good? Because, oh, 
I feel like a broken record. John Brown and Cole Beasley aren't going away. The target share is just not going to be there. Yes, for they Stephon are Diggs. because Cole Beasley is going to be entirely out of the offense, and John Brown. No, he's not. Cole yes, Beasley he will be. Cole Beasley has. It, it, why would they get rid of him if he can just catch consistent passes and get yards every single? Because game? he doesn't catch consistent passes. Yes, he does. Last year, he did. He did. No, he did not. He was like, what? Let me see where he was ranked. I bet he was ranked like forty. Cole Beasley's like. I don't – he might be, like, 60 for – let me see if I have him in my top 60. He's close if he's not. Um, I don't, but he's, like, 65 for me, maybe. Or maybe even, like, 62. Calvin, uh, these, are, these are his receptions towards the end of the season. After – he was good the first four weeks, but then it just totally dropped off. It was three, 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 two, four, four. Then he had two sixes, which is good. Four, no, one. No, targets, targets. Targets. An inaccurate quarterback, Josh Allen. Three, six, seven, two, six, four, nine, seven, seven, six, twelve. Nine, seven, seven, six, twelve. Last five games. I mean, he had like two where he was like two. That's fine. I mean, that's. Uh, I'm not saying he's a star, but I'm saying he's not going away. In nine, but seven, six, six, twelve. Really nine, seven, six, six, twelve. That's insane. But that's Tom, like you have to think about what Stephon Diggs did with Adam Thielen. Cole there. Beasley was the number thirty-four fantasy wide receiver in half PPR. Adam, he did so well with Adam Thielen there, and a worse quarterback in Kirk Cousins. He did well with Adam Thielen. Well, he did well with Adam Thielen. I mean, he was sort of splitting targets, and Adam Thielen got hurt. And splitting targets, which is exactly and, what he's going to do with John Brown. And Kirk Cousins is a better passing quarterback than Josh Allen. Josh Allen is very inaccurate. No. What, also, Josh we're, Allen's we accuracy mention, was so much more. I'm not just arguing that Cole Beasley is going to be the main guy there. John Brown playing 15 games was the number 20 fantasy like wide John receiver. Brown. I don't like John Brown at all. I think that he's going to – I think that Stephon Diggs is really going to take over, and he's going to be the number. Oh, yeah. Also, strength of schedule for Bill's wide receivers is 31st on the fantasy pros. That doesn't, that, that, that doesn't matter to me that much. I don't know what the defenses are going to look like. There's always crazy things. John I mean, Brown last year, 115 targets, 14.7 yards per reception, just six touchdowns. I mean, but uh, D- Josh Allen runs for – keep in mind, Josh Allen ran for like 19 touchdowns the past two years. So Josh Allen takes a lot of those. Um, he but got, Josh Allen's accuracy is improving so much, and, he's, and he has such a huge arm that he's going to be able to hit Stephon Diggs so deep. Let's look at John Brown's end-of-season targets. Here We're starting at week – we're starting at week four. Or no, we're starting at week one. 10, 8, 5, 11, 5, 6, 8, 7, 11, 14, 4, 4. That's bad. But then 8, 10, and then 4 versus But that's Newt. without Stephon four Diggs. 4 versus the Patriots. Then, but then Cole Beasley got in those weeks where Brown had like Okay, but can you agree that Stephon Diggs is the number one wide receiver in Buffalo? Yes, but it's closer than you think. I mean, the two of the weeks where John Brown had four, Beasley had like nine and like six or nine, six or seven or something. But like Calvin, here's the thing. Ty or uh Stefan Diggs is basically gonna be in like maybe like a kind of like a, a fifty a similar target share than when when no. their money was with the with the uh Vikings. Less tar well a little oh, more the same a little bit less because they were run heavy and ju- yeah. less less accurate very inaccurate deep passer and no, Josh Allen is, is so much improved on the default. That's what you don't remember, Calvin. That's why you have Josh Allen so high, because he was so much more accurate. No, I have him high because his rush of his rushing ability. I know, but you can't just have a guy that's totally inaccurate. That's like saying that Cam Mitchell Newton. Trubisky, that's like saying that Cam Newton was like a like top three QB Mitchell, a few Mitchell years Trubisky. ago. That's what he was. Calvin, Mitchell Trubisky. That's because Trubisky just stinks. That, that, yeah, there's a Mitchell difference. Mitchell Trubisky is a good runner. 
he didn't run for that many yards last year because they didn't use him correctly. But the, and even if he did, he's just he's an atrocious passer. Okay, Cam Newton definitely. Cam Newton was like a top three QB a few years ago. Josh Allen was top twelve. Kyler Murray was number eight. Lamar Jackson was number one. Literally seven of the eight top QBs. For me, like Drew Brees is the exception here. He's number seven. Seven of the eight top QBs all have good rushing ability or great. Those guys can all pass. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, they Dak can Prescott. All throw. Kyler Murray was not that great at throwing. Look at his stats. His he yards. His yards went down at the end of last year. He was decent. He was okay. Not that great. He didn't have that many weapons, but his yards were kind of atrocious last year in passing. At the end, he he had a long way to develop. I'm not saying that. Well, Josh Allen, that's why he's behind all those guys, because he's not as good of a passer as all of them. He would be number eight, because he's worse than all of them at passing, but better than a couple of them, or gets more rushing yards than some of them. Okay, anyways, at number 23, I've got Calvin Ridley. Oh, okay, that's a little low for me, but I'll I'll take it. 24, I've got Woods, who we already talked about. Portland Sutton, it's 23. 24 is Edelman. 25 is Juju. I I hate Edelman next year. Like, it's it's not that I don't like I can understand but I just absolutely hate Edelman I think the Patriots offense is going to be Cam Newton, oh wait though. oh wait but Cam Newton I don't think I've updated near, it near 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 yeah uh, that, uh, that music curse yeah, that, Julian Center, Edelman, actually actually I'm, I'm not going to put him as high as you will Calvin just because I still don't love the offense but okay I'll probably bump him up to I'll bump him up to 29 so that bumps music is not an original score courtesy of Julian Edelman uh takes the, takes the spot of Darius Slayton. What? Hold on. Oh my! I just that just shocked me out of like a spell. So wait, you moved Darius Slayton down a spot? Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Yes. Okay. Oh, so Calvin, this is the thing. Yes. It's not that. It's not that. Yes. It's not Darius that I'm agreeing with your rankings. It's that there was just another guy that got a new quarterback. So you agreed with it's my not rankings? That Darius you moved Slayton. up Julian Edelman. Calvin, it's not that what? Darius Slayton. It's not that Darius. No, I just I told you I was going to move Julian Edelman up earlier. This is my favorite episode ever. I just forgot to update it, Calvin. What's the thing? I'm not. I, I forgot to update it. That's why. That's why Julian Edelman was still at 39 because I used to hate him when he had uh Jarrett Sidham, but now I don't mind him. So he moves up 10 spots, and that Darius Slayton isn't getting worse. I don't change my opinion yeah, on Darius but- Slayton. I just change my opinion on Julian Edelman. Well, remember what Christopher Harris said last week about all of those guys around him that are going to take targets and that are nearly as talented as he is? Well, that's the thing. I don't think that they're going to take targets from him. I think that he's Daniel Jones' favorite target by far next year, and he's so good at catching passes. Daniel he's, Jones had a he's good, really talented, too. Daniel Jones was throwing a goal. Golden Tate had a nice stretch. Sterling Shepard had a nice stretch with Daniel Jones. It doesn't mean that just because Slayton did that they're but all But at the end of the season, Deary Slayton was the one guy that everyone was remained. all hurt. Everyone was hurt. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, I'm just saying, I think that Deary Slayton is way more talented than people think, and I think that Deary Slayton... He's is- talented. He's pretty talented, I think. Yeah, no, he's super talented, Calvin. He and he catches so many targets in the red zone. He's the one guy that Tanner Jones is always looking to, like literally always in the red he's zone. He's always looking to him when everyone else is hurt. Calvin, <laughs> it wasn't just when everyone else was hurt. Yes, it was. Where was he when Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard were on the field? Basically non existent. You also have to remember that he was a rookie last year, too. Okay, yeah, he takes a step forward maybe a little bit, but I'm just saying the target share, why would they just throw to him just out, besides all those other guys? What does he, else does he have to offer just besides those other guys? Hmm? Sorry, what was your question? What, what does he have to offer that's different from those other guys? 
maybe he's a little the fastest, he's the fastest wide receiver on the team yeah maybe a little more deep threat but other than that he's not the really most that talented much. and he has the best hands uh, well, no he, he doesn't necessarily evan ingram has the best hands he's a tight end he's a tight end okay. so but he's that doesn't, that doesn't mean he's not going to take targets yeah i i never said that evan ingram but the entire giants offense has a ton of injury risk too so you also have to think about that uh well Sterling Shepard has some. Evan Ingram 40, has some. As low as 40. 40 because, listen to this. 39, Alshon Jeffrey. Going to be the centerpiece of the Eagles' offense next year. 38, John Brown. Wide receiver. He was finished number 20 last year. Diggs isn't going to take him down that much. 37, C.D. Lamb. He's going to be one of the only good producing no, wide Lamb receiver threes. better than Jerry Slayton. He's a wide re- you, you talk about... Him having too much competition, Darius Slayton. And then you go with CeeDee Lamb, who's the wide receiver three on the Cowboys No, but the, the What's Cow- the difference? What's the difference? What's Dak the difference? Prescott versus Daniel Jones. Dak Prescott can get it to his receiver. But here's the thing, Calvin. Darius Slayton isn't going to beat. Darius Slayton is on a Giants team that has so much more injury risk than the Cowboys, right? CeeDee Lamb is more talented than Darius Slayton. No, he's not. Yes, he is. CeeDee Lamb I mean, was so good coming unproven. out of college. He's it unproven. It doesn't matter. Calvin. Darius Slayton proved that he's a top guy. For when everyone else was out, he proved that he could be pretty good. Yeah, but Calvin, here's the thing: he's not going to be a wide receiver three anymore. Darius Slayton isn't a wide receiver three. Darius Slayton is a, a wide receiver, receiver four. He's a wide receiver. <laughs> what? No, he's not. He's a. Well, you know, you have him as a wide receiver three, Chris, right in the no, middle. No, no, Calvin, on the in the Giants' offense, he's a wide receiver three. Uh, I mean, I mean, not in the Giants' offense, he's a wide receiver mm-hmm. two. He, yeah, I guess he's. So you can't. I could see uh, he him. has to be above someone like CD Lamb. Some weeks he's There's wide receiver two. Too many and Some in a run-heavy too... offense with the Cowboys with Ezekiel Elliott. He'll be between. He'll probably average a little higher than wide wide receiver three in the Giants' offense. Maybe a little bit higher. He'll probably. Yeah. So he, he, some he'll weeks probably he'll be, be wide, wide receiver, receiver two. Golden Tate will be wide receiver three. It will maybe some weeks Slayton will be wide receiver four. But that, CD some Lamb is going to be wide receiver three. CD Lamb is going to be wide receiver three every single week. Every single week. No. Yes. Well, even even if he is, he's not going to be wide receiver four. He's not going to get behind Blake Jarwin. Well, Jerry Slayton isn't good. It definitely is not. Ceedee Lamb will improve throughout the season. He'll be better in the fantasy playoffs. But he's yeah. not going to. Calvin, Jerry Slayton is going to be good throughout the entire season. You have to. There's no way you can have Ceedee Lamb below him. I mean, above him. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I think that's that's more fair of an argument. But I mean, I'm just saying, John Brown, Alshon Jeffrey, definitely above Darius Slayton. Marvin Jones, I mean, I can, I guess above Darius Slayton. I just don't. Jerry Judy, yeah. Um, Justin Jefferson, yeah. T.Y. Hilton, you love T.Y. Hilton. You got to have him above Darius Slayton. Stephon Diggs, yeah. A.J. Green, injury risk, I, I need yes. To, the one thing I and need you got to DJ update Chark is, uh, and I, I, saw, I have Alshon Jeffrey a little bit low, which I need to update that. I think I might move C.D. Lamb. I have, Jeffrey at, I have Jeffrey at 48. I might move C.D. Lamb to 39, one spot ahead of Slayton. I haven't exactly decided yet. But Michael, oh wait, by the way, Chris, where do you have Michael Gallup? Mm, 33. Oh, okay. I have him at 29. So that's actually fair. I re- Michael Gallup is going so undervalued in drafts. People mm-hmm. forget that yeah. he had similar production to Cooper last year. And okay, uh, I mean, maybe so, I might okay. move CD Lamb down. Yeah. So anyways, that's the argument for Darius Slayton. You guys heard it. Uh, 31, I have Tyler Boyd. We already talked about. 32, uh, Terry McLaurin. Why don't, Why don't we just I, look through? Well, let's just look through guys that we find. Well, we should we should list out all our rankings though. Thirty-two, Terry McLaurin. Okay, wait. Where did I stop listing? Oh, twenty-six is McLaurin for me. Twenty-seven is Landry. Twenty-eight, Debo Samuel. Twenty-nine, Michael Gallup. Thirty, DJ Chark. Thirty-one, AJ Green. Thirty-two, Stephon Diggs. Okay. Uh, thirty-three. I've got Michael Gallup. Th- thirty-three is T.Y. Hilton. By the way, twenty-seven, Landry is in Jarvis Landry. Thirty-four. I've got Sterling Shepard. 
34, Justin Jefferson. 35 is Debo Samuel. Jerry Judy. Okay, 36, I have Judy. 37, I've got Jefferson. Marvin Jones, CeeDee Lamb. Although, CeeDee Lamb, I think afterwards, I'm going to put a reminder to move down CeeDee Lamb a, a couple spots. I think I'll move him to 39 or maybe ahead, maybe behind Slayton. Woo-hoo! Oh, my God. You got one spot. Jerry Slayton back. That's what you've been doing. Maybe. Job, so. Yeah, but uh, anyways, 38 is Marquise Brown. All right, 38 for me is John Brown. So we're kind of in agreement there. 39 is Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, 39 for me is Alshon Jeffrey. 40, I've got Michael Pittman. 40, I've got Darius Slayton. (laughs) 41, I've got CeeDee Lamb. 41, Brandon Cooks. 42 is uh, John Brown. 42 is Emmanuel Sanders. We're not Brandon Cooks. I have Brandon Cooks low. I don't like Brandon Cooks. Uh, Wait, what did you say? 42 is Emmanuel Sanders. 42 for me is John Brown. Marquise Brown is 43. Crowder, Jamison Crowder is 44. I've got uh, Christian Kirk at 43, Robbie Anderson at 44. Sterling Shepard, Anthony Miller. Or Sterling Shepard, Christian Kirk, Anthony Miller, 45, 46, 47. Uh, I've got Henry Ruggs, 45, Will Fuller, 46, Mike Williams, 47. All right, I might move Anthony. I think I'm going to switch Anthony Miller and Christian Kirk, so I'll move Miller ahead. Um, 48, Golden Tate, 49, Preston Williams, 50, Michael Pittman, 51, Will Fuller. I need to put um, Preston Williams in my rankings. I, th- I don't think I have him in, but I definitely want him in. 48, I've got Alshon Jeffrey. 49, Rashad Perryman. 50, Brandon Cooks. Um, okay, and you, you're 51? Uh, 51 is Deontay Johnson. Oh, yeah, wait. Deontay Johnson, I really don't like last year. I know people have him this year. I know people have him as a breakout. Oh, wait, do I not have him in my top 60? Uh, I think that's that might be a mistake. Where's Deontay Johnson? I think I took him out of my top 60 entirely. That's a mistake. So I'll put I'll put I, I'm gonna add Johnson too. Um. So wait, who's your fifty-two then? Anthony Miller. All right. Um. So my fifty-two. Let's see here. Is my fifty-two Deshaun Jackson? Then I've got Mike Williams, Alan Lazar, Randall Cobb, Jalen Raker, Henry Ruggs, Brashad Perryman, Brandon Ayuk, Robbie Anderson. Okay, I have got. Let me see here. I've got – wait, what were we at? What position? Number uh, – 52. 52, Anthony Miller, 53. I've got Marvin Jones, 54. Jameson Crowder, 55. Brandon Ayuk, 56. McCole Hardman, 57 is Jalen Rager, 58 is Preston Williams, 59 is John Ross, and closing it out with Alan Lazard. Chris is making drumming slash bumping noises the whole time. But a boom but a boom 52, Will Fuller – or wait, no, 52, Anthony Miller, 53, and so on. Anyway, that's it for the show. I loved the show, Chris. This was a fun show. Anything you yeah. want to say before we wrap up? Uh, who's your biggest sleeper in your 50 through 60, Gavin? Ooh, I think I know who yours is. Mine? Oh, that's a tough one. I'm going to have to say it's either Michael Pittman or Alan Lazard. I think you have Michael Pittman a little bit low. I really uh, do feel. I think yeah, that Michael- maybe. Uh, mine is mine is Alan Lazard, who I have at number sixty. So I've met fifty. I think you already knew that. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks, guys, for listening to the show. It is over. We will read the link. Chris, do you want to try reading the links this time? Okay. Uh, Sites.google. Uh, if you want to see the, all of our rankings, so that you can look at them yourself, so you don't have to scroll back through the podcast, you can go to sites.google.com/slash/view/slash/second-goal-fantasy. All right. Good so far. 
And uh, make sure to review us on all our podcast sites. We're on all major podcast platforms. You can uh, check out our live show. We actually have a live show on Sportscaster. It is, uh, our name is SG Sports Talk. So we do a show every Sunday plus extra golf streams. Extra, We do trivia Thursday. We do a ton of fun things on there. The yep. uh, link is sportscaster.com slash SG Sports Talk. Sportscaster has no E. It's yeah, Sportscaster has. Sports talk. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Let's see what else is there that I need to talk about. But yeah, we're our at or well, to be clear, our name is Second and Goal Sports Talk. Our at mm-hmm. is at SG Sports. Uh, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, so uh, I guess that's about it, right? Uh, there's still a lot more. We have a lot of different links. You can follow us. Oh on yeah, Twitter. on Twitter. On Twitter, uh, I don't know what the Twitter link is, but at our Twitter S- is at SGF Pod. Pod. Yeah, our our Sports Talk uh, Twitter is uh, SG Sports Talk. Yep, same as our live show. Uh, on sportscaster yes you can download the sportscaster app as well um let's see there's more uh if you have questions about fantasy football you can email us at secondandgoalfantasy at gmail.com uh if you have questions about our sports talk show you can email us at secondandgoalsportstalk at gmail.com kind of fits uh if you want mm-hmm. to oh wait i always forget one thing there's always something a review make sure to rate us on apple Podcasts. we'll read them there was a review that came in from tnt and e and s that was just like bunch of fire emojis so thank you for that thank you for that yeah yep um so yeah we're on twitter where you can email us you can find us on every major podcast platform you can find our live show i feel like i always miss something i'm gonna remember it after the episode anything else i think that's it all right oh man that was a good one yeah i really don't know i think it's gonna be our longest yet Maybe. The last week's was pretty long, too. Um, I'll probably be editing out some of the Wi-Fi glitch noises. There'll probably still be a few in there, but I'm going to try to edit them out from, like, the first 10 minutes because that's when they were most prevalent. So um, thanks, guys, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.